Hi everyone and welcome back to Coming Full Circle. Today we are on to the L of the circle and if you know if you know or not that's love and so I know this is a very large topic today so we're probably just gonna touch the surface on a bunch of different topics that go into love but I'm really excited because I have my mom here today. Her name is Nikki. Yay! <laughs> um, my mom is someone, if you've listened to my podcast you would know, but my mom is someone who is very special to me. We are very close, and I show, share a very, very awesome bond with, and I'm very thankful for her. So, I'm excited to do this one with her, because without her, I don't think I would have the definition of love that I do. To start with, obviously, family. You were the one who, like, started, I feel like, our family love, and, like, with my father, like, you really have set out a great example on what we should all look for in a family and in a spouse and stuff for when we get older and stuff. And I think it's very important to my life and a very key part. And I'm very thankful for that. So I want you to tell us a little about your background on your family and also with my dad. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start, I guess, with my family. Cause like you're saying, that was the first, mm-hmm. you know, sign of love for me too. And I grew up in a house where I never one single day doubted how much I was loved and supported so obviously that's my goal or our goal when you know with you three as well but I just it was a simple life in a simple little small town my parents were hard workers um, and they just never ever let us down we never saw a day that my father disrespected my mother um You know, I mean, obviously they would have little arguments here and there, but, you know, from an early age, I knew that I was just so fortunate and that there was nothing my parents wouldn't do for me. And to this day, I can say that. I mean, sadly, I lost my mom so early, way too early. One of the things she said on her deathbed was, it's too many years for you to live without a mother. Mm -hmm. And I get that now that I am a mother, but I think in, you know, the years that I had her, she taught me so much so that when it was my turn to have kids, like it's all I try to do is sort of emulate what she did, Mm -hmm. you know? And my dad is still total rock in my life because Mm -hmm. he was the same way and they had a great bond. And it's interesting as I think about Tim and like how I met your dad, it's funny. I, Tim and I will laugh about this because I'm like, gosh, I was 24 when I met him Mm -hmm. and I knew he was a good guy, just a solid, good guy. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what you know about somebody when you're getting married. He's yeah. a good guy. I don't know what kind of a necessarily worker he's going to be or what kind of a father he's mm-hmm. going to be or how we're going to figure out, um, you know, like everyday life stuff yeah. and how everyday life happens. You you really don't know. It's mm-hmm. just like you, you sort of grow into that as you, you know, grow in your relationship. And again, I just scored big time with your dad because he's so just, he's just so easy to have around. He's so easy Mm -hmm. to love. He does anything and everything we need for him. And have you ever seen your dad disrespect me? No, no, no. no. Like, and he just doesn't, he'll always have my back. We'll disagree on things for sure. But Mm we talk (laughs) about things when you guys do disagree. We're all like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you don't see it all, like all the things that we disagree on, but you're right when it does (laughs) happen that way. But, um, you know, and like a lot of relationships, I'm more the communicator than your dad is. So like when we will 
try to talk about things like he just will be quick to apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, no, no, no. What did we learn from this? But, um, but the bottom line is, is he, you know, he is a hundred percent invested in me, in our family. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't believe that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that, that, you know, I feel like we're all super blessed in that, in that Mm -hmm. department. We Um, are. And I, as I've gotten older, and have my own experience and stuff, like, he is a great representation of what I look for in a spouse, like, as I get older and stuff, and as I'm going through relationships and stuff, it just kind of makes you, like, be aware that, like, I am very thankful of this representation I've had my whole entire life, and it's kind of what I expect, and then when I hear stories about people not having a father like him, or a husband like him, or a relationship like him, it's like, you know, like, it's like, oh, wait, people don't always have relationships that they or spouses that are that kind, that are that genuine, that are that, like, just always there for you and, like, just always trying to make us laugh, always trying to, like, all these aspects that my dad has. So I'm very thankful for that. And when it just comes to relationships all together, it, it can be kind of deceiving at the beginning of relationships because you're, like, super excited and you kind of, like, just get into it thinking, like, oh, like, this is so exciting, this is fun, like, I have a new interest kind of thing, and then you kind of ignore red flags when it comes to that kind of part, and something I've noticed is that, like, or a quote that I saw had something to do with, like, kind of look from an outsider perspective or even ask for, ask for advice from, like, someone on the outside view and be like, how do you see this relationship? Have you seen other signs? You know what I mean? And so it gets another intel, not just from what you're seeing kind of with, like, rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's very, like, important. And one time my therapist was talking about how, like, when you're kind of in the honeymoon phase and, like, you're always talking to the person, you're with that person, there's, like, a release of dopamine. Like, it's an actual chemical, like, um, release of dopamine that goes that makes you, like, ignore all these red flags and all, like, maybe the little things that, like, you could if you saw from outside of perspective, you would see that now and then maybe be like, whoa, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And pause for a minute and kind of take a step back, maybe address it, maybe not, maybe realize it's not for the right, like it's not the right connection and things like that. And then it can avoid like a lot of hurting Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I think that was something that was Yeah, well, it's it's awesome that you have that already in the back of your mind now too because when I think back to past relationships and I only had a few that were I would say you know steady relationships um while I learned something from every one of them Mm -hmm. which is important that's why you date this is why you have relationships you learn something but I didn't necessarily see it when I was going through Mm -hmm. it and had I had asked people for red flags or you know if I had asked if people see things maybe they would have, but I was more in, like you said, the honeymoon phase, yeah. you know. Whereas going back to your dad, it was different. When I met him, it was different. And I was 24 I was years old, yeah. and it was different because I just sort of um, just sort of knew it was different. Maybe yeah. it was my own maturity and his as well. We were in a part of our lives. We had graduated from college. We were both working. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's one of my favorite stories to tell where we – we actually, we met at like a, you know, a restaurant bar one night very quickly. And then 
And then the next weekend, we ran into each other at the Fells Point Festival, which was like a really fun. We were both living in the city at the time. It was a really fun, just awesome place to just be and spend a nice fall day. And so we ran in together there, and that's when he actually asked me out on a date. So, or that's where he like took my number, and then it, we yeah. went out on a date or whatever. But I remember after you know the first date, calling my mom and saying, <laughs> "This this could be the one. Yeah. Like this could be the one." And I had never said that before because I just it just it just you know it just felt different. So then we went out on a second date, and. I remember Tim, and he loves when I share this story, I remember Tim saying one of the cutest lines he ever said to me was, I wasn't supposed to meet you yet, Aww. which was so cute because he had just moved from Connecticut yeah. to Baltimore. He was kind of excited to be in a new city, and and then, but he met me right away. Yeah. And so I remember, I just remember him saying that I wasn't supposed to meet you yet. And I'm like, oh, he must really like me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I did that. It was different that time. Yeah. That one was different. So you do. You just kind of. It's important to pay attention to flags and to be in tune with your feelings when you're in new relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now because you're learning from every one of them. Yeah, like you said when you said learning. Um, I think something that I've learned a lot is like you when you brought up the love languages thing. Yeah. Um. That I definitely I learned the love language that I'm not. You know, so oh, kind of, yeah. which is what physical touch. I'm not. Physical <laughs> yeah, touch. I do not like to be touched. Yeah, like at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not into the public displays of yeah, affection. No, yeah. like not at all. <laughs> and I thought that was interesting because, like, I don't know. I feel like you always kind of think like, oh, like I want to, like you know, like, yeah, ah, like, like you think like you think that when you're not in a relationship, but then like that was something that I did learn. Yeah. That's funny because yeah. I, I guess I'm kind of like that too. I'm not like a huge yeah. Yeah, I would I would get kind of annoyed. I remember, but I don't know. Do Do you know what kind of love language you think? I, would be? Like I do you remember. Oh, there words were words uh, of a. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you're definitely words of affirmation, <laughs> but I think you're you're I think you are. I would say a split between words of affirmation and quality time. Yeah, like I, actually, I did think I was quality time. Yeah, more so than, um, you know, more so than the the others. I yeah. think that's definitely you. Like I do. You yeah. thrive on you thrive on connection and yeah. being, you know, going Making deeper memories, into things. Yeah. yeah. So I would say definitely those. Yeah, and also about you brought up your mom again. I did want to ask on, like, like, I don't think, I mean, I probably could, but, like, mothering without you, I don't, yeah, like, how did that, I mean, I'm sure it was very scary, but, like, yeah, what got you through that? Well, I had my mom all through high school yeah. and college, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I do, I look back on that now, and I'm thinking, it was different back then, too, Campbell, like, we... My mom and I, I would say, were so close. Like, I had so much respect for her. We were so close. But we didn't talk about all the things that you and I talk about. Mm -hmm. We didn't. Because it was just this, I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but it was just a simpler world back then. It just was. Like, it was, so, I mean, I knew she had my back, but I didn't, if I had an issue with a boyfriend (laughs) or whatever, my mom wasn't who I would necessarily talk to. Like, it was just more of a, you know, it was just, it was just different. But I think that had a lot to do with, the time period yeah but she was definitely you know in terms of being a role model there was no better role model I mm-hmm. mean so I was paying close attention and watching every move she made right to the day that she died actually yeah. I mean even in her 
death, she taught me so many lessons about living, if that makes sense. Um, She just, she just did. So now I remember her saying that to me, how this is too long for you to live without a mother. But what she was trying to say is as a mother, I wish so badly I had her like, like it's hard. Parenting is hard. Like newsflash, (laughs) right? In case you don't realize it, it's hard. And if, what I wouldn't do to be able to call my mom yeah. as a parent and say, mm-hmm. okay, here's the situation we're in. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I would call I can picture day. my I, I picture myself calling you every single Yes, day. Like, exactly. And so I don't feel like my childhood was affected because I, yeah. I had my mother, you know, but it's more, it's more just as a mother, I wish I had my mother. But you you're know? doing amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, I do want to talk about more friendships now and get into that a little bit. Like, what are your thoughts on, like, love and friendships? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, this would be a good time for me to bring up my, um, (laughs) so aside from your podcast, which I listen to very regularly, (laughs) is my, Brené Brown is somebody who I just have so much respect for. And I know you, you, you don't listen to her a ton, but I know a lot of people my, more my age do, and she's just phenomenal. And so her def- – I'm actually reading her book right now, Atlas of Love, and her definition of love is this. And so when I think about it, it, it I think about, you know, relationships, but I, or like, but I also just think about friendships, yeah. you know. So she says, love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow. And, I mean, I think about that in terms of Tim, and I think about that in terms of so many of my friendships mm-hmm. and even my relationships with my kids. Um, the second part, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each of them. Mm-hmm. So a friend, yes. a friendship, you know, it, it, it it's means... It's both sides. It's both sides, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's hard to put effort into a friendship when the other side is not as interested. Mm-hmm. It just, it doesn't work, it doesn't right? Work. And then the third part is we can only love each other as much, others, as much as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when I look at love, like that definition hits all yeah. three things for me. And that goes into self-love too. Exactly. Yeah. We're like, you have to love yourself before you can even consider opening yourself up to others. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be invested with people who are invested in you mm-hmm. as well in order to get, you know, um, the most out of it. And, and it's not something you give or get, but it's something that grows. Yes. You have to nurture it and it grows. And if you don't, then it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, you know not. what I mean? And, and nurturing, this is the coolest thing, Campbell, and you're getting ready to see that with all your friends, like with you guys graduating now, mm-hmm. is it's going to look different for you guys yeah. next year. You're know I mean? all over the country, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that n- the nurturing part of friendships and this is just my this is just my opinion, but the nurturing part of friendships, it it looks different for all different relationships, mm-hmm. friendships. You know what I mean? Like I ha- like Beth is a perfect example yeah. of somebody who you had on po- your podcast. I can sadly go six months without talking to Beth. Yeah. But when I pick up the phone or when we meet for lunch or dinner, it's like zero time yeah. has passed. So, are we nurturing? You know. Yeah, we nurture it in the way that we treat each other and think about each other and talk to each other. But I, it's not somebody I have to see every day. Yeah. But our friendship has strengthened so much mm-hmm. over the years. And she's just one of the, like, such an important person yeah. in my life. Look at Bethy, yeah. right? I, mean, I was inseparable with Bethy. And then she moves to New Jersey and her and I are boohooing. And what is this <laughs> going to look like? You know what? It's awesome. Yeah. I talk to her. Like, I don't feel any changed. less yeah. of a connection, you know? And, and then, you know, like... 
my friends that are local or my sister, like people that I get to see every day or talk to every day, like they're here. So nurturing looks different, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, where you live or how much it's it's all it's different it's, yeah. it's different and it's based like both on, sides are in it like where you live isn't gonna matter and all that I feel like exactly yeah, yeah. it's like if if the effort it's is there, there yeah. it's 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 there mm-hmm. and you're gonna and you're gonna know that you know and you're gonna and and, and that's, it's it's cool to see the friendships grow and change yeah. and it is it's cool as you get mature and get more mature and it's 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 neat yeah and that's that's a good thing to hear for all the seniors right now about to move off to college. Yeah. And just be far away. And I feel like it's honestly it's honestly gonna pull some people farther apart, but some people closer together. Yeah. Because it's like you're used to seeing them every single day and now you're not going to. It's gonna be like who's who are those people that are gonna make the effort to talk to each other. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be really cool to see. It is. Mm-hmm. And you'll be enjoying everybody else's everybody's experiences yeah. too. It'll be different yeah. and you're visiting and you're yeah. you know trying to figure that out yeah and as it relates back to not to digress or go in a different direction but as it relates back to like when I think about Tim think about how much our relationship has grown over the years too like back to what I started this saying when I was 26 years old I'm like hey do you want to get married sure (laughs) but you know I just knew he was a good guy right but man now like I look back and I'm like thank god that's who I chose to marry you know what I mean but it's it's all these things over 23 years. Like, I can honestly tell you, I I love him, like, probably more today than yeah. I did back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now I just know so much more about him and about us. Yeah. And, and it's it, change can be scary, but, like, we just have to accept it. And when it comes to friendships and relationships, like, they're going to evolve. Over high school, over college, they're going to evolve and change. And it can be scary, but... It's most likely, it, it is for a reason. I believe everything happens for a reason. So these relationships that evolve, good or bad, it's for a reason. If they come back, it's for a reason. If they don't, it's for a reason. Yeah. And I think that's something that I have been kind of struggling with re- recently. Just, like, trying to accept and trust in a higher power or whatever you believe in or, like, have faith. Yeah. Like, something I've been lacking the last two weeks is my faith in believing, like, I'm going to be happy and believing that these people are meant to be in my life, these people aren't meant to be in my life, and just having faith in myself. Yeah. I have been, and as we go into self-love and talk about that, like, I have been lacking it, and I guess it's good to be self-aware and stuff, but I, like, as you know, I get hard on myself, and I was, like, getting mad at myself for not being happy, and then Allie, my therapist, said, like, sent me some stuff, and she was like, I feel like you just forgot about the whole faith part camp like Mm -hmm. you need to believe in something like you have to believe in something so that you can believe in yourself Mm -hmm. yep and it completely like flipped and like yeah yep and so when we talk about self-love like you said I think it was in the quote or yeah it was and you have to love yourself before you love others Mm -hmm. and it is something that has been like literally proven to me in the past two months like I I never really understood it. Like, I knew that quote. I knew, but I never really understood what it meant. But now, like, as I'm trying to, like, really dive into it, like, it is. Because if you love yourself and understand your worth and know your worth and don't settle, you will not let these relationships, not let these friendships, not let any connection come into your life and stay longer than 
it needs to be mm-hmm. if you know your self-worth. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, say you meet someone, you see a red flag, you're like, bye-bye. Like, yeah. it's that, like, it's that quick, and I think it's so fascinating. Like, it's just, like, someone who knows their worth, like, to a T, like, mm-hmm. really knows their worth, is, like, avoids a ton of pain. Yeah. Ton yeah, because you're not going to invest time and in yeah. connections that don't make you feel stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That don't benefit you at all. And I, I just thought that was, like... Really, really important. Yeah. <clears throat> it made me think, I, that's why I just brought this up, because there was a, one other quote that I wrote <laughs> down from my book that I love, and it talked about connection, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks at connection with, like, three different things, and it says, connect. this is Brené Brown again, mm-hmm. connection is the energy between two people when you feel seen, heard, and valued, right? So mm-hmm. that's the energy between people. It, connection means giving and receiving without judgment. Mm-hmm. And to your point, what you just said is, Connection is between two people when you're getting strength from that relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it's sucking the life out of you, yeah. then it's not a healthy connection. Yeah. yeah. And so the more, like what you're saying, the more you have, you know, self-love and you're feeling strong, then you're more apt to see those kind of signs yeah. and say, you know what, this isn't good for me right now. This yeah. is an unhealthy relationship for me right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean it might not grow in or morph into something in the future mm-hmm. but right and maturity now, there too yeah 100% and if like they're mature you're mature like it all it all kind of goes together when you start looking at yourself as someone that you want to love like mm-hmm. I was reading in English class the other day the bell hooks book all about love and it said there was a quote that said something like treat yourself like like someone else would like the love that you long for Mm -hmm. like treat yourself with that love Mm -hmm. and the other day when I was working out I just like really didn't want to work out and I just like kept saying to myself like like you are strong you are beautiful Mm -hmm. you can do this you don't have to do this you get to do this Mm -hmm. and I love you and I said that to myself and I was like this sounds weird but like it made me feel better yeah and it was just like and then start being like Like, like, just kind of highlighting myself because I've been recently pretty down on myself. Um, and so just saying it, even out loud or in your head or whatever, it just, like, completely lets you, like, forget about kind of what else is going on and, like, gives you a little bit of, like, I'm not going to care about what other people think. I'm going to just focus on myself and mm-hmm. believe in myself. Yep. And it all goes back to the faith part, I feel like. And it's a process too, Campbell. Mm-hmm. Like that's a process. This is not easy stuff. Like mm-hmm. remember when you and Kendall did your um, podcast together and then her mom and I were talking back and forth mm-hmm. and we were saying how, first of all, proud of both, you know, I always am of you when you do this, but, but also how when we were your age, we weren't as in tune to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not just maybe because life was a little simpler or it just wasn't discussed as much. I, yeah. I don't know why, but you're definitely in a, much better see you know just Mm -hmm. because you're going into you know part of your life where there's going to be all kinds of excitement but all kinds of things going on and I just think thinking about these things going into it is gives you a big advantage Mm -hmm. yeah I I don't know why I get so hard on myself like I should be more proud of myself for doing this at a younger age yeah um like I I said in my thanks thankful to (laughs) Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving podcast. podcast. <laughs> I said in my Thanksgiving podcast um, about how, like, finding things 
to do that make you proud of yourself. So mm-hmm. then, like, you're doing things to make yourself feel good. You're doing things mm-hmm. for your own good, mm-hmm. for yourself. That is a part of self-love. And I was doing a lot of things to make myself feel proud at the moment. And, like, recently I haven't been doing that. And it kind of just made me realize, like, I got to I gotta pull the faith back yeah. and start doing things yeah. for myself again. Yep. yep. And you're a pretty quick learner with that, and you will, mm-hmm. right? But it doesn't mean that you're not going to have other times when you kind of get off track. But how good for you that you have this foundation that then you're, you can notice it and say, hey, this, yeah. isn't, this isn't feeling right, so i got to get back. Yeah. Or maybe it's Allie, your therapist saying it to you, or me, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, it can be like a quick... Self-awareness. Yeah. Huge. I mean, huge. Huge part of that. Huge part of that. And so I just wanted to also say about how some ways to help us stay, like, reminded of the love we have in our life and, like, things like that was actually Miss North, my scholar's teacher, who um, I was talking to her about this podcast and was, like, telling her some of the ideas I had to talk about. And she was telling me how she, in her notes on her phone, just, like, whenever she sees something, like, she loves like she defines it as like something she loves or like a moment she loved or a thing she loves doing or something she just writes it down in her notes page and then like she's been doing it for a long time I forget how long she said and now like every time she's kind of feeling down she just looks back at this note page Mm -hmm. to see all the things she has to be thankful for that she loves like all the just love in her life and I just thought that was a really great example of like high energy like the high positive energy out of that is just like so contagious like when she told me that I was like oh my gosh I need to do this right now (laughs) yeah definitely and it's not a hard thing to do not at all and also when you're doing that it is a great idea and also when you're doing that you're you're becoming more in tune Mm -hmm. to the things that you love too Mm -hmm. so I mean it's a win-win yeah it's kind of with the thankful stuff too like Mm -hmm. writing down what you're thankful for each day and just keeping you in line with all the great little miracles, little things we have to be thankful for mm-hmm. and have the love in our life. Like, why you wouldn't write down all the negative things. Like, no. And mm-hmm. that would just drag you down, which we tend to do automatically and just think about the negative things um, more in our lives, more in our days. But writing it down, the lo- like the things that we love, can really kind of help switch that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... Another girl in my scholars class, Hadley, told me about how Apple Watch, if you have an Apple Watch, they just added a, I don't know, like an app or something on it. And it's like, it's like reflect and it's like there's one setting that's reflect and then one that's breathe. And the breathe one just like helps you like do a little like breathing thing, like meditation or a breathing, um, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the reflect like asks you some questions and has you mm-hmm. reflect on how you're feeling. And I just think that was super cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah. That's the beauty, too, is this in this society, people are just more in tune to mm-hmm. this stuff, too. And so it's it's all around you. There's so many different mm-hmm. ideas, and it's not weird to be thinking about, you know, self-love and things yeah. to do to make your it's, – it's, you know, the perception is that of a strong person. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah, and it, it really – it really all – it like gives everyone the opportunity to be able to reflect and it's kind of like in your hands if you want to yeah and if you want to kind of figure out what type what kind of person you are what kind of like what you bring to the table in a relationship and reflecting on that and what you kind of want from another person Mm -hmm. and like actually when it comes to like actually friendships or relationships like actually 
considering if you're compatible or not. Like, mm-hmm. I saw a video, and it was, like, from the beginning, you should kind of be able to tell if you guys are compatible or stuff. Like, why put why invest some time in someone that you're, like, completely mm-hmm. not compatible with? And I thought that was very interesting. Like, it's kind of like doing your research. Like, yeah. you know, making it making these relationships worth your time. Yeah. And worth the effort and all of that. Because if you are going to be putting the effort in, you want it to be something that's worth it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, just some other ways to attract more love in your life. Um, if you have any other ideas. Oh, geez. I mean, I'm just a huge proponent about about doing the things that you love, spending your time doing the things that you love mm-hmm. that bring you peace and joy and all that. But more importantly just surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like you say a lot the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. you know and whenever I mean I just I just love that I love being around people Mm -hmm. who feel who bring out the best in me and I feel like I make that a priority in my life Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm constantly putting myself in those situations yeah yeah and that's I mean, if I'm having a bad day or, you know, whatever, I can easily be brought up when I'm around yeah. people who who can do that for I me. I love that. And I'm excited to move on to a new chapter and just make new relationships and yeah. kind of, especially at a big place, like a, I'm at like at a college campus and stuff, there's just so many people and to like really get a chance to find my yeah. people. Yeah. And people, yeah. And especially now, like going into high school, I didn't really know a lot about this, but now having this whole vision it yeah. like I want to go into college actually looking for people that I may be compatible with yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and also um nurturing the love that you already have like mm-hmm. you kind of talked about mm-hmm. that's a big part of like being aware of the love you have and taking care of yourself so that you can give it to other people mm-hmm. um just being kind giving love freely saying yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um being realistic, being authentic, I think that's something that's really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get, I'm a very honest person. Yep. I kind of wear my heart on my shoulders, and sometimes it bites me in the back. Yep. But deep down, I do believe I am a genuine person, and I mean the, I mean the best in the things I do. Yep. But I sometimes sometimes it's hard because I want to just say what's on my mind yeah. and be honest with people. You've and you've always been like that, mm-hmm. and you. That's part of growing and maturing too is figuring mm-hmm. out um, you know how to hand how to handle that, yeah. but the people who know you, Campbell, and really love you love and respect that about you too, because mm-hmm. there's certain people it's good to have people in your life that are gonna be honest, yeah, and that's you're definitely <laughs> some that of my person. friends will be like, Campbell will tell me the truth, I'll ask her, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, I do that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, really quickly before we wrap this up, I did want to talk about the difference between being alone and lonely, because I think there's a lot behind that, and I actually brought it up one briefly in my, one of my podcasts in the fall, I think, about being lonely in a relationship and how that's really unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, well, obviously, well, to be, being alone is a physical state where you're, like, you're physically by yourself, and versus being lonely, that's, like, an emotional state where your feelings are like, you're feeling alone and disconnected from others, even when they might be, like, Mm -hmm. right around you, and I just think sometimes we, like, are, like, I'm so alone, I'm so, like, we kind of use them interchangeably Mm -hmm. when, like, 
being alone is healthy. Mm-hmm. That you should, like, Ashanti the other day was like, I need my alone time. That's how I recharge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. you need to, like, you can't just be around people all the time and kind of just flood your, like, you suppress your emotions and walk around every single day with all the emotions in the back of your head, but you just don't know how to deal with them, so mm-hmm. you're leaving them there, and that's really bad. And one day it's going to come out, mm-hmm. and it will, and it's most likely going to be bad if you build it up for so long. But then saying that you're lonely is, like, feeling on the inside and feeling like you don't have anyone to go to, and mm-hmm. that's really unhealthy. And when it comes to being in a relationship that's most likely an unhealthy relationship. That mm-hmm. is a very big red flag because when you are in a relationship, you should have trust, have honesty, have, like, be able to go to each other, be able to be vulnerable with each other, and they should, like, fulfill you. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling lonely while you're in a relationship, they're not yeah, fulfilling you. That's exactly right, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So... That's definitely a very big part. And, like, when you're balanced, you can enjoy your time alone, but also, like, in company of others. Like, you're just, like... Need a little bit of both. Yeah, you need a little bit of both. for sure. And it took me a while to figure that out, but as an adult, 100%. Yeah. I love nights where I'm alone. Yeah. I mean, you know, no problem And that that comes hard for our generation, too, with with, um, social media. Right, because are you ever really alone? Yeah. yeah. One, one, are you ever really alone? But then when you are alone, you're seeing all this stuff and you just wish you were there. Well, that's what I mean. So are you ever really alone? Because when you are alone, ten, your phone tends to be in your hand looking at oh. what everybody else is doing, yeah. you know? But it's also the feeling of like, yeah. I want to be, like FOMO. Like, yeah. was that a thing in your generation? <laughs> a little bit, but nothing like now. Because we didn't know where anybody was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's also something yeah. else that's, like, Ashanti actually does it the best. She, she like, will just have a night by herself, and she's completely happy with it. Yeah. And she'll stay in and, like, hang out with her family, and yeah. there's no FOMO there, I feel yeah. like. And it's yeah. really healthy, and I'm really That's good. Good girl, Ashanti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap this up, and I want to thank you, Mom. Oh, yeah, but this is such a pleasure. And can I just say one thing to wrap up my part of this? Yeah. Um. First of all, I'm just, I love this scholars class. You know that mm-hmm. because this has been, I just think it's so cool. I've loved everything about your whole high school experience at yeah. St. Paul's. And, but this class in particular, I think about like the, the reading and the listening and the reflecting that you're doing for this class, even putting yourself out there like week after week doing these podcasts. I mean, it's just the, the growth that you've made in a year that was arguably probably, you know, your hardest year is, mm-hmm. is, it's just like been really cool to watch and I'm mm-hmm. so super proud of you. And when I think about love back to Brené Brown's definition of like nurturing and and growing, how it grows, like I think about you Campbell and I think about like even as a even as a parent and and Ava and Davis too, but like our love for you guys grows and changes too, yeah. right? In the beginning you were just this like big blue-eyed baby. <laughs> who was pretty cool baby, but then you grew into this, like, squeaky, high-pitched voice, like, yeah, 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 you know, and we, we used to laugh all the time, and, you know, you're just, oh, you're dancing around the house, you're loud, and we would say, like, where's her off button, you know, things like that, like, that's the part that we loved, and then you go to school, and then we have to figure out all this dyslexia stuff, but you know what I love? I love that you came home from school in second grade, and you're like, 
crying and I said what's the matter I'm so tired of spending the whole day crying inside my brain I mean you've been a communicator since the day you could talk you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah and so that's cool and then and so then we get you situated at Gemesee and then we get situated at St. Paul's and just seeing all your relationships in the way that you it's just been really cool and 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 you and I I mean mm-hmm. it's a cool like the older you get I'm still your parent I will always be your parent but like it it's just neat to see you how you've grown into this just mature, mm-hmm. awesome young lady who I just love so much. So thank you so much. Yeah, I would call you my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't be your best friend because I'm still your mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, mom, so much. That uh, was sweet. I love yeah. you very much. Love you too, babe. <laughs> Bye, guys, and we'll be back in a little bit with empowerment with the head of my school, Miss Ferens. I'm super excited about that. (laughs) So I'll talk to you guys soon.